The Secret of Utopia Colony, Chapter 1, Goro, Kiyoko, and Miki. By Scott Sky. Copyright 2013 Scott Sky. What are you doing? An angry sounding voice demanded. Arthur looked around again, but there was still nobody there. He had been trying to study history, but strange voices kept interrupting, and he couldn't concentrate. Close the window, another voice ordered. This voice was older sounding, musical and not quite human. Arthur looked up at his school, the Chaco Academy, which was the closest building. It was a huge golden tower not far away, but it was too far away for him to hear anything from there. He looked around at the other towers in the distance, but they were even farther away. Many of the towers in Anasazi City were the same silvery gold color as his school, but others were different colors. Many of the towers were the same height as his school, about 200 stories high, and some were shorter, but a few reached a thousand stories into the sky, right to the edge of outer space. All the towers had the same design, a gigantic round tower, with a three-cornered pyramid at the bottom, and a flat round landing pad on the top. The building design was common in Anasazi province, and almost all buildings in the province were built with the same design. Anasazi province was one of the Mars Federation's 100 provinces. Between the towers were the sprawling green parks of Anasazi city, above which flew streams of hover cars. Arthur looked back to his school. The voices can't be coming from there, Arthur mumbled, thinking out loud. It's too far. It's too far, a gruff voice repeated, from somewhere. That scared Arthur, whoever these voices were, they could hear Arthur, but he still had no idea where they were coming from. Hello, Arthur tried. Hello? A voice repeated this one sounding young, but musical again and not quite human. I'm Arthur Riley, Arthur tried. I'm Arthur Riley, another voice echoed back, but this one sounded exactly like Arthur's. That's not funny, Arthur yelled back. Let me see you. Let me see you. One of the voices yelled back, but this time it was the shrill high-pitched voice again. I'm right here, Arthur answered. Now where are you? I'm right here, a copy of Arthur's voice echoed back. But this time Arthur heard something else too, the leaves in a nearby tree. He looked up and saw a small brown monkey staring down at him. It had chocolate-colored fur, and cream-colored hands, feet, and face, with huge brown eyes. Now, where are you? The monkey repeated, this time in the gruff old-sounding voice. Arthur started laughing, he'd been frightened by a monkey. The monkey climbed down to a lower branch, and Arthur, still laughing, asked, Where do you come from? Where do you come from? The monkey repeated, in an exact copy of Arthur's voice. Where do you come from? You're amazing, Arthur laughing again. You're the smartest monkey I've ever seen. Who do you belong to? Mekchi. Mekchi. Where are you? A musical voice called from the direction of his school, and the monkey dropped to the ground and ran towards it. Arthur watched the monkey run off in the direction of his school, and then remembered that a new student was supposed to be arriving that afternoon. He started walking towards the school, thinking of how great it would be to have a monkey staying at the school. Arthur had been sick for a couple weeks during the school term, and his teacher had recommended he stay for a few weeks during the summer holidays to catch up his work. Arthur's parents had agreed of course, and so there he was at school, instead of having fun with his sister on the beaches at home. Arthur liked his teacher Mr. Haley, but didn't really like the other three students in his summer class. None of them were much fun, and one was afraid of Arthur's robots. Arthur loved robots. He loved building them, 
fixing them, and using them to play tricks on people. He ran along a path surrounded by trees, and crossed a bridge over a small stream. As he got close to the entrance to his school, he saw the monkey again, but now it was sitting on the shoulder of a small Tenko girl. The Tenko were a short bird-like people, with feathers all over their bodies, except their hands and feet which were covered in soft scaly skin. Tenko faces looked a lot like bird faces, with beaks where humans have mouths and noses, and two large round eyes. They also had two large wings on their backs, which they normally kept folded down, but when opened fully, were twice as long from end to end as Tenko were tall. Arthur had never met a Tenko before, but knew this Tenko must be a girl, because her feathers were all brownish-gray, and Tenko boys had bright-colored feathers. She was wearing Tenko-style clothes, a purple kilt, white vest, and lavender boots. She was sitting on a bench under a huge oak tree. The monkey was on her shoulder picking at her feathers, and singing something in Tenkoese, which sounded like flute music. Arthur recognized the sound of the language but didn't understand it. Arthur figured the Tenko girl was about eleven, a couple years younger than him. Where'd you come from? The monkey repeated in Arthur's voice as it saw Arthur approaching. The Tenko girl looked up in surprise at Arthur, her big blue eyes so wide Arthur could hardly believe it. Is this your monkey? Arthur inquired walking towards the two. No, he's my brother's, the Tenko girl replied, as Arthur slowly reached out towards the monkey to pet it, being careful not to scare it. He's called Mekchi, she continued in her musical voice, making sounds that Arthur couldn't quite copy. The monkey started purring as Arthur petted it. Humans usually pronounce it Miki. Normally he doesn't let strangers touch him. We've already met, Arthur said and told the girl about how he'd been scared by the voices he couldn't find, only to find out it was the monkey playing a trick on him. The Tenko girl started laughing, sounding again almost like a flute. Miki started to laugh too, but it was more like a crazy cackle than a laugh. Are you the new student in Mr. Haley's class? Arthur inquired, thinking she looked too young for his class. No, my brother is, she answered. I'm just here so I can spend the summer with him instead of being by myself at my uncle's place. You live with your uncle? Arthur asked. In the holidays, our parents had to go back to Giroda, our homeworld, and it takes years to get there and back, so they won't get back for years. Our uncle is our closest relative here on Mars, but he's busy most of the time. He's the trade ambassador from Giroda, so he's always working out trade deals and stuff. Most of the time we're stuck with our uncle's assistant, and she doesn't like us. But so long as my brother has his books and holograms of ocean creatures to study, he's happy. And whenever he's happy, he makes me happy too. Our uncle's nice, when he's not too busy, but he's got lots of work this summer, so I don't know when we can go stay with him. That's why you're here at summer school? Arthur asked. No, Goro failed almost everything last term, she answered in her musical voice. Who? Arthur was unable to repeat the name. Goro. My brother the Tenko girl repeated the name, and then realized she'd made sounds humans couldn't make. Humans call him Goro. He wants to be a marine biologist. He's really smart, but he isn't interested in school. He says there's no reason to study astronomy, and poetry and stuff, when you want to be a marine biologist. What's that? A marine biologist? Someone who studies the ocean, the girl answered. Goro loves the ocean. He should see my home then. Arthur said. I live in an old outpost on the coast of the Utopian Ocean. 
I like the ocean, but don't know much about it. My sister knows more than me. Is she here too? The Tenko girl asked, as the monkey hopped to the ground and ran off towards the school. No, she doesn't go to school here. Is that your brother? Arthur asked as he noticed a Tenko boy walking towards them, with the monkey on his shoulder. His feathers were indigo blue, his beak was lemon yellow, and his eyes were navy blue. Arthur also noticed the Tenko boy's wings were much larger than his sister's. The two Tenko looked very different from each other, although they were wearing similar Tenko-style clothing. The boy's kilt and boots were navy, and his vest was dark blue. Arthur figured Goro was a couple years older than his sister, maybe fourteen. Yes that's Goro, she stood up and walked towards the Tenko boy. How's the teacher? Okay, the Tenko boy answered in a musical voice like his sister's, and then motioned towards Arthur and asked, Who's this? Where did you come from? The monkey repeated in a copy of Arthur's voice. Oh, the Tenko boy understood right away. Miki made friends quickly. I'm Arthur, Arthur said, and then told Goro how the monkey had tricked him. The Tenko boy opened his beak a little bit, and eyes wide, as he heard the story, which was how the Tenko smiled. Miki loves playing tricks on people. I'm Goro, I guess you've already met my sister Kiyoko. A couple minutes ago, Arthur replied. So you're the new student in Mr. Haley's class? For the next few weeks, Goro sat down on the bench. Are you in his class too? Yeah. He's a great teacher, but who wants to be at school during the holidays? Arthur sat down next to him. Not me, Goro agreed. Do you live here in Anasazi City? No. Well, I guess I do during the school term, but my home is in Acadia province. Acadia, that's far away. Kiyoko sat down on the other side of her brother. Why do you go to school here? I'm in the robotics program. There aren't any robotics programs in Arcadia province? Goro inquired. No, there aren't a lot of kids in Arcadia who like robots. So I have to come here. Arthur explained. Don't you get lonely? Kiyoko asked. I wouldn't want to go to a different school from Goro. Sometimes I want to go home, Arthur admitted. But most of the time I'm too busy building robots. Where do you normally go to school? Albion province, Goro answered sounding sad. Our uncle lives at the Girodo embassy in Cassie province. But there's a Tenko school in Albion city, so we go to school there. A Tenko school? Arthur inquired. What do you study there? Mostly the same as you, I think, you know, history, astronomy, math. Stuff like that, except it's all in Tenkoese, our language, Goro replied. Plus there's a lot of stuff about our home world Jiroda, and the inside of the school has a thick atmosphere like on Jiroda. Of course we also have to learn about Mars and Earth and human languages. I've heard it's easy for Tenko to learn human languages, Arthur said. English is simple enough, it's just that you have so many cultural languages, Goro replied. In Tenkoese. There aren't any cultural languages. Some clans speak louder, or faster, but it still sounds the same. Don't you have any old languages? Arthur inquired. Didn't different Tenko clans have different languages once? We only have one language like that on Jiroda, Tororutes. It's spoken in the Tororuta Islands, in the south. But everyone else speaks Tenkoese. What about the Inra? The Tenko girl argued. They have a different language from us. The Inra aren't real, Goro argued. They are real, his sister argued. 
They're protected by the Hortoke monks. They are real. Well I don't believe they are, Goro said. But you can believe in them if you want. Who are they? Arthur asked. Mythical creatures, supposed to be living in religious temples in Varangana, our northern continent, Goro explained. They're not myths, Kiyoko argued. They're not myths, they're not myths, the monkey started chanting, and then jumped to the ground and ran off down the path. They're not myths, they're not. Miki doesn't like it when Kiyoko and I argue, Goro told Arthur. I'll go get him, Kiyoko got up and ran after the monkey. Whether the Enra exist or not, they're not Tenko, Goro continued. So there are still only two Tenko languages on Jiroda, Tenko Ease and Tororu Tees. That's amazing, Arthur said. How can you only have two languages on your whole planet? We have lots here on Mars, and even more on Earth. Well, on Jiroda, all of the continents are in the north, and so are almost all the islands, Goro stated explaining. The only islands in the south are the Tororuta Islands, and they're way too far south for anyone to fly there. Fly? You mean, like with your wings? Yes. That's how our ancestors got from island to island. Why didn't they just take boats? Boats? No, no, there aren't any boats on Jiroda. Most Tenko are afraid of the sea, and our ancestors never invented boats. You're joking. No, the oceans on Jiroda are different from here. Here all the oceans are shallow, but on Jiroda they're deep, and there are dragons living in them. Dragons? Arthur repeated in disbelief. Yes, I'm totally serious. They're kind of like the dinosaurs from your ancient Earth history. Our myths say there used to be land dragons too, but they're extinct now. There's still some small ones left on one island, but I don't remember what it's called. So your ancestors flew from island to island, and even continent to continent? Yes, until they invented hot air balloons. After that, they figured out how to build airships, but even then nobody ever went far enough south to find the Tororutu Islands. We didn't find them until we launched our first weather satellite into orbit. Kiyoko abruptly returned, gliding through the air, her wings fully extended, with the monkey in her hands. She landed smoothly in front of Goro and Arthur, and the monkey jumped to Goro's shoulder, still saying, They're not myths, they're not myths. I know, I know, they're not myths, Goro said, petting the monkey. That was amazing, Arthur said to Kiyoko as she sat down on the bench next to them again. Is it difficult? What? Kiyoko asked, not understanding his question. Flying. Flying? No, it's not difficult. But the old Tenko say it's harder here than on Shiroda. Even though the gravity isn't as strong, the atmosphere on Mars is a lot thinner than on Shiroda, Goro explained. And there are weather control systems here, that stop the wind from getting strong enough to glide up very high. There aren't any weather controls in Acadia province, Arthur said. You should see some of the storms we get out there. What's it like there? Kiyoko asked. We live in an old outpost, Arthur answered. It's hundreds of years old, and half destroyed. It's big. And really windy sometimes, because it's built halfway up the side of a cliff facing the ocean, it's isolated, but I like it. I think you would like it too. I'm sure I would, Goro answered. It sounds exciting. My uncle's place is just an ordinary apartment, high up in an apartment building. But your place, with the wind and the waves, and the fish, I can almost see it when I close my eyes. Wake up. Wake up. The monkey ordered, 
poking Goro's head gently, making him open his eyes and laugh. Miki had a strange way of saying the right thing sometimes, 